Welcome back. This is the August edition of the 2019-2020 school year OSSB podcast. This is Dan Kelly, and you will meet the new podcast crew this year. We hope that you enjoy another exciting year filled with all the fun and learning going on here at the Ohio State School for the Blind. What's up? Hello. I went on vacation and I watched this new show called Heartland. My name is William. I was here for, I don't know how many camps. It was a lot though. I'm going to be this year's visiting artist here at the School for the Blind. Hi, my name's Alexis. Hi, my name is Trayvon. We've got some amazing kids. The students here are amazing. I was just, I was just you know, thrown for a loop the first day. The first day I was here, I just could not believe what was going on. It was just so many great things. And I think I now know why I retired because I get to work with these kids. My grandparents were both uh, totally fine. When I was a kid, I used to talk to them. What little technology we even had then, back in the late 70s or 80s, which wasn't really fun. I used to say, how, how, do, they, how do they do this? One of the new high schools, uh, so we have nice teachers here. And I finally found my career that I wanted to be in, and that's an IT. All right, this is going to be a great podcast. Let's get it rolling. The August edition is the extended edition. We are running about an hour and a half on this episode. The finale will be an interview with Mr. Jeff Snyder. Stay tuned for that. You don't want to miss it. Welcome back, everybody. All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is a uh, great start to the new year. We're putting together the podcast team today. Um, I have, during my podcast time, I also have some resource time. And around the table... We have Jeremiah. Hello. What's up? There's Jeremiah. And we also have Matt MT. Hello. So that's JT and MT. Oh, yeah. And over here, we got Trent, Mr. Trent. Yes, I'm here. Good morning. All right. And and me. All right. I was like, who's my fourth person? Well, my fourth person is me. All right. <laughs> we are getting back to school. What do you guys think so far? Um, it's, I think it's the same. Oh. I mean, nothing different. Okay, Jeremiah says it's the same and there's nothing different. And I think Matt is going to disagree with that slightly. Yeah, I disagree a little bit. I think uh, it's kind of been a rough start this year. But we'll get through it. It'll be a good year. Okay. Why has it been a rough start? Um, Just getting classes all set up and together. True. Yeah. Well, sometimes we do that. There's a lot of transition going on here at OSSB right now. Uh, we have a new principal. We'll catch up with her, Principal Wagner. Yeah. She's doing a great job. Um, but uh, you're right, some of the scheduling, it's it's slightly off at the beginning of every school year. But uh, we've been working through that, working through some technology issues. How was your summer? Me? Sure, why don't you start first, uh, Jeremiah? First, I went to three movies. I seen Aladdin and I seen Shaft. Then I seen um, The Lion King. Oh, 
Which one was your favorite? Shaft. Okay. I don't even know what that's about. What was that about? Shaft. It's about, it's about um, this guy. He's got to pick whether he wants to um, take care of his son or he want to be shaft. Oh. Yeah. That sounds like a... Sounds like a good conflict to have in a movie. Right. Right? Yep. Okay. See, I'm not a good movie person. For me, going to a movie is an expensive nap. <laughs> I will fall asleep that quick. As soon as I sit down in those comfortable chairs, oh, yeah. it's... <laughs> nap time. Popcorn butter spilled all over me. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. How about you, Matt? Um, I had a pretty all right summer. Yeah. I did the transition to life program. That was that was pretty cool. What was that like? Hmm? What was that like? The transition to life. Um. So basically, we got to work at a place for four hours. Then we come back and we do afternoon activities. Like one of us would cook. We'd have technology class, or we would clean. Where'd you work? I worked at Colony Cats. Okay. It was great. Yeah. Spend time with cats. Taking care of the kitty cats. Yeah. All right. All right. So what what was involved in that? You had to clean about 13 litter boxes every morning. That's... Uh, you swept, you mopped, you gave them attention, you played with them, you gave them food, you gave them water, you cleaned their blankets, did mm. laundry, uh, cleaned the kitten room, which we had to clean every single kitten cage, and they had to pull them all out and clean behind them, and then you got to make sure all the kittens are not a mess, because they're kittens. Right. Uh, but yeah, it was about it. Okay. How many of those cats did you take home with you? None so far. <laughs> was that tough? It's very tough. I know you love animals. I do. Okay. And um, I did that and I did the zoo for a couple of days. Oh, wow. What'd you do up there at the zoo? So my schedule that day, I well, my first day, I believe I did, I want to say, I did giraffe feeding. That was cool. I wow. did Asia Quest aviary, North America aviary. So basically, in the aviaries, you tell them about the animals around you, mm-hmm. but North so, America isn't that good because I can't see the birds. They're too small. Yeah. So were you like a, a docent type person? Yeah, we work the with zoo? the docents. Okay. All right. Like we do with, like, if we go to Kangaroo Walkabout, which I did get to go to, mm. you get to hand out, like, fur or stuff like that, and you just give animal facts. Yeah. Wouldn't it be Kangaroo Hopabout? True. Hop? True. <laughs> Unless you're Fergus. He's our one of our greys. Uh-huh. We have two greys, Beatrice and Fergus, and Fergus will race around and lose his mind. So it's more like kangaroo runabout. Oh, so what's the difference between a gray and just your normal kangaroo Joe type kangaroo? Uh, the greys are gray. Ah, the color. Yeah, it's, it's mainly all, just the okay. color. Okay, all right. And yeah, they're our youngest, so they're more full of energy. Gotcha. Okay. So you did that work, and then you came back here to OSSB, right? Yeah. That's for the second part of your day? Yep. And uh, did, you, did you learn anything in the uh, that ECC part where you're doing technology and O&M and cooking and things like that? Um, I learned how to make pancakes, and I made 30 of them without burning one. Hey, check it out. So that was my achievement for the camp. Hey, that's great. And we got Double T back with us this year. Hello, Trent. Hello, Mr. Kelly. And how was your summer? Um, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I also um, did the transition to life program. I was a job coach, um, so that was cool. Um, and then worked and hung out with my kids. 
we made it to the Steelers game this uh, preseason, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, the only thing that would make it better is if it was a Browns game. Uh, no, probably not. Dog pound, baby. Nah. Bangle. It's all about the Steelers, but we'll see. This season should be pretty good for the Browns. Yeah, the Browns are set up pretty good yeah. this year. So, it's going to be excited to watch some football right around the corner. What was your summer like? My summer was was fast. It went by very fast. Things with my kids, uh, they played baseball all summer, so uh, I may have missed one game or two because of work, but spent a lot of time on the ball field. Mm-hmm. Did the uh, ECC camp here at, at the School for the Blind, the, the expanded core curriculum camp, and we called it something else. I don't remember what that, that new label is right now, but uh, that, was, that was a fun experience there. And I uh, went to Oklahoma, played some beat baseball out there, uh, played beat baseball in Indiana, and we finished up our goal ball season with the adult league in USABA. Uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, and my team got second place. Ooh. So we we did really well. Uh, We played really well until we got in the final game, and and unfortunately we just got smoked. Um, A lot of 18-year-old kids on that championship team. (laughs) (laughs) So That's what you're going to blame it on, Mr. Kelly? No, well, I'm going to tell you this. No goals were scored on me at all in Mm. the national tournament. So it's all about defense. Next question is, what are we excited about this year? Who wants to start? Who wants to start with this one? Yes, I will. All right, Jeremiah, what are you excited about this year? This year, I'm excited for the podcast, and I'm excited for graphics. What are you excited about the podcast? What do you want to do with the podcast for the podcast, kind of thing? Uh, when I give you updates, I know it's going to be something new. So. Yeah. That's right. right. You still interested in putting beats on the podcast, Jeremiah? Yeah, I am. Uh, Jer- Jeremiah is one of the musicians that puts together all of the sound bites that we hear every month. Yep. Yeah, started that last year. Got in there and cleaned out the hard drive on the Mac, so it's ready to go this year. So excited for that. All right. All right, let's go the other way. Trent, what are you excited about this year? Um, I am excited about the podcast, too, because, uh, you know, my love is audio production. So anything with audio, I'm excited about. Um, I'm excited for graphics as well, too, because it's just another trade that I can put my eye on, you know, that I can gain some information on. Um, so that would be that's that's going to be cool. And then just hanging out with all the kids, you know, I'm I'm very happy to be at this school because I graduated from here. So just being back and giving back makes me feel good every year. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a big family. Yeah, big family, that's for sure. All right, Matt. All right. What are you excited about? Um, I have to agree with him. I'm really looking forward to my graphics class. Mr. Grimm, you do a good job. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to my Spanish class as well because I haven't taken Spanish yet. Okay. In high school, so I think it'll right. be pretty fun. So it's going to be your first year of Spanish. Yep. All right. So by December, you're going to do some of the podcast in Spanish. 
Rico Suave. You know, you know, you know, we'll work on that. How about, how about, how about no? I'm dead. Maybe Miss Parrish can. We'll get her on the podcast to do it. We could have, we could have a Spanish word of the day. Spanish word of the day? Or Or the the week of the month. Yeah, Yeah. you you know, we got to come up with a theme um, like we always do. You know, a couple years ago, we had countries of the month, right? Last year we kind of did outer space, but not yeah. so much. We it's didn't really. Word of the day. Yeah, the word of the month. Well, I myself, I am excited to get started back with the podcast again, uh, creating all those connections between you guys and the alumni, and mm-hmm. sharing what we're doing as a school. Uh, we do have some exciting things to tell you about. Uh, new technology initiative that I'm involved in that's going to be good and just kind of the 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 vision of the leadership is changing a lot and hearing what that's all about and giving us a new direction so it's going to be a great year full of fun stuff and before we move on I just want to say that one of our members of the podcast team Emily was not with us today She's very excited about doing the editing on the podcast this year and helping the podcast grow. So I want to introduce uh, Jane. So what up? Mr. James Prater from Maintenance. Good morning. Morning, James. Good morning. All right. How are you today, sir? I'm feeling great. Okay. So James is in our operations department. And how long have you been here at OSSB? Uh, at OSSB, nine years, but with the deaf and the blind, 18 and a half years. Okay. One of James's special things that I really love, he love, he runs the Mr. Kelly High Street Shuttle. Yes. <laughs> I love picking up Mr. Kelly in the morning. Yeah, I'll be walking into work, and uh, James is out there making his rounds and making sure the place looks good. And uh, he's on the gator. He's like, come on, Mr. Kelly, let's go. So I hop on the gator with him, and we, he zooms me up to the front door. So I really appreciate that. You're welcome. So typical day, man. What, what, what kinds of things are you doing around OSSB? Uh, like in the summer, we cut grass, do all the lighting, make sure everything's right, all the, make sure all the plumbing's together mm-hmm. over the summer. Right. When the kids come back during the school year, everything's equipped and ready for them to go. Right. Okay. And uh, is it a pretty busy time during the summer? Or? Oh, it's very busy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving classes, teachers moving different desks. They want new desks and all that. Yeah. So that's what we do. Are you guys involved in this whole process of getting the floors shined up and waxed and all that? Well, that's our custodial department. They do all that yeah. nice, shiny stuff. But you guys do all have the cleaning. To, okay, so you guys have to get the stuff out of the way. Though. Yeah, we get it out right. the way for them. Gotcha. Then yeah. so they can prepare the floors, get them right for when the staff come back during yeah. the school year. That's great. I know one thing. When we get back here in the fall, this place, is, it just looks great. Glad you guys are involved in that. Yes, we work very hard for our kids here. We got some amazing kids. The students here are amazing. They bring light to us because – you know, with them being having disabilities and with them, they always are full of joy, and that yeah. brings life to us, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's great. And um, it's, it's definitely something that you always give back to the kids. Yes. Right? We appreciate them. Yeah. You know, I mean, I also have a nephew that has uh, Down syndrome. Okay. And that makes me, I mean, I do a lot for him. Yeah. So when I see these kids here, I want to work hard for them. I want it to be when they come to school that everything's ready for them and mm. it's nice here for them. So that's why we work hard for the kids right? and um, the staff also. Yeah, you guys you, you usually uh, – man, I love it because when I put something in, the turnaround on it is, is pretty quick. Yes. Pretty quick. We try to get it done at a, a fairly equipped time. Yeah. How many folks you got over there in your department? In, in, uh, in maintenance, we have – I think it's six of us. Yeah, you in maintenance. Janine. Me, Janine, Henry, Lewis, and uh, we have a new guy. Okay. He just started with us. All right. I got a question. Go ahead, Matt. What is your favorite part about working at OSSB? My favorite part is coming here, believe it or not, seeing the smiles on the kids' faces. It's so exciting. That's good stuff. If you smile, someone will smile back. <laughs> well, when they smile at me, I'll just uh, politely say, y'all have a great day today because, you know, they can't see my face, so I say, just have a great day to them, you know. And that gives that lifts them up. That makes their day much better. Yep. So, M, since you, you, if you don't see the smile on his face, what do you get from that? I mean, what do you hear from that? Um, that he wants us to have a good day. Mm-hmm. Even, like, he's adapting to non facial expressions because I personally cannot see facial expressions but hearing that someone says have a good day is very it's very it's it's nice to hear yeah it's nice to hear and it's not just them if you say have a nice day uh, or have a great day I mean there's a big difference there you know there's a big difference you can hear somebody smile in their voice right and you can tell and you guys are always like you're in a bad mood Mr. Kelly (laughs) true that There's a lot going on up here. Help out with special events that happen here at school? Oh, special events like, like say, Christmas dinner. Right. Yeah. When we got to set up 250 chairs. Woo. You know, it's it's great because we know we're doing it for the kids, you know, and their parents. And it, it allows us to be a part of it, you know, yeah. in that in that aspect. So, yeah, we love that as a maintenance department. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's very evident. It sure is all the time. What got you interested in in doing this kind of thing, James? What got me into interested in doing maintenance? Yeah, maintenance, and then as a part of that, I mean, you're just a people person anyway. Oh, just the actual job itself and oh, doing what you do. Because just this hands-on work, it's amazing, you know, and then just being around special people. Right. You know, it just right. it just uh, lights your day up. You know, that's wonderful. You're gonna be here till you retire, right? Yeah, I think I have 11 more years. <laughs> uh, I think I could do it. All right, that's you know, gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially at the blind school, it's amazing here. And we keep it going. Yeah, that's you know? right. You guys are like the Panther heartbeat, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, without the maintenance and the custodials, right? This place wouldn't. It. I mean, it wouldn't function. No, you're you right. know. Right. So, what was the hardest thing you've probably had to do with maintenance? 
Oh, what was the hardest thing I had to do? Yeah. Uh, when I first started uh, 18 and a half years ago, they put me on a, to fix a light. I had to change a ballast, and I didn't know. I mean, they showed me, but they let me go at it. That was probably the hardest thing I had to do at first, changing a ballast on the light. Is the wiring on it and all that? Yeah, the wiring, but we're doing away with that. Okay. We're starting to go to all LEDs, and they have no ballast, so. Yeah. Yeah, and those are, the LED lights are probably easier on the eyes, too. Yeah, and they last longer. Yeah. Yeah, I started putting those in my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Do you guys ever work with any of the students? Uh, do you have any interns? Uh, kind of thing? No, Janine used to. Yeah. Out in the grounds area. She used to have kids work with her. But recently, I don't think we had none work on the, with us. Okay. Maybe it's something we can start if we ever get, you know, if we have students that are interested in, in going into into maintenance or custodial or anything, you know, something like that. Yeah, that would be great. Because it you sounds know. like there's just a variety of things for everybody to do. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That would be great to get them started out there, let them learn a little bit. Yeah. Uh, would you let them use a chainsaw? Uh, no. <laughs> James would love to. He wants to ride a gator, but I won't let him. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Do you have anything else, James, you want to add? Uh, I would like up. to just say uh, it's great working at uh, OSSB because I think we're one big family. And I just love being here around the staff, especially you, Mr. Kelly. You're an amazing teacher. Oh, thank you. You know, and the kids, <laughs> they're fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. just a great environment. Yeah. The, the power of, of positivity, I think, you know, and, and, and believing in each other and trusting each other. Uh, it goes a long way, uh, I think. So that is, that is some great, great things. And we are certainly glad that you took some time out of fixing everything to come in here and, and talk with us today. I'd like to thank all y'all for allowing me to do that, and yeah. I appreciate it. All right. Okay, it's time to meet some more students. And right now I have Mrs. Picard's eighth period class. And let's say hello to Jesse. How you doing, Jesse? Good. Good. How was your summer? Good. All right. We'll get back to your summer in just a minute. And we also have Jonathan. Hello. And you may remember Jonathan worked on the podcast team last year, right? Did yes. you listen to that commercial that you made with Logan at the end of the year? I don't remember. Okay. All right. And we have Quay. Hi. Hi there, Quay. So let's start off with Jesse. How was your summer? Yeah, good summer, yes. Did you do anything fun this summer? Uh, on camping. Oh, camping sounds like a lot of fun. Did you camp in a tent or no. did you camp in a cabin? Uh, actually, uh, I like it. I wouldn't judge it, actually. How long did you stay? Uh, until Friday. Okay. So about a week, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Jonathan, how was your summer? My summer was good. Yeah, what would you do this summer? Um, I went on vacation for the first week of summer to Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Did you uh, tour everything in Washington, D.C.? Um, probably not everything, but a lot of it. What were some of the highlights? Just going to the museums, and it was interesting. Yeah. What was your favorite? Did you go to the Spy Museum? Oh, yeah. yeah I did was, go to that. Yeah, it was one of my favorites when I went to D.C. 
So that's great, man. That sounds like a, a good vacation. Quay, how was your summer? Good. That's good. What did you do that was fun, exciting? I went out of town for six weeks. Wow, six weeks. That's a long time <coughs> to go out of town. No, did, it's just a month and two weeks. Yeah, a month and two weeks. Did you go to different places? I had a family reunion. Uh-oh, okay. Family reunion. That's great. Uh, where where did you go? Um, Youngstown, Ohio. Okay. Right. Did you get pizza up in Youngstown? Yeah. They have some of the best pizza in the world up there in Youngstown. All right. So how, are we glad to be back at school? Yes. All sure. Right. We've got one yes. We've got a sure. And Jesse's not so sure. I don't know. I'm not very happy being back at school. Oh. I'm going to be home playing video games right now. Oh, okay. All right. Well. Sometimes we got to put the video games on hold. I'm excited. We're going to do a lot of great things this year. Uh, what are you guys most excited about doing this year? No drama. No drama. That's good. Let's stick to that. I like that. No drama. All right. We're going to play that over and over. If drama comes up, I'm going to find this spot in the podcast where Quay says no drama. All right. How's that? Yep. Okay, very cool. All right. Jonathan, how about you? I'm pretty excited to be doing vending this year. Okay. Yeah, that is uh, that's a fun class because you get to load all those machines, count all that money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are you interested in vending? Yes. Okay. So imagine you'll get to talk to some people in the business enterprise program. Okay. So if you're interested in doing something like that, there's a lot of good people to talk to out there. And Mr. Grimm will get you set up. How about you, Jesse? What are you looking forward to this year? Um, in school. Yeah. Uh, I really like, like cooking still. Just like cooking. Still. Yeah. Working in the kitchen. That's great yeah. stuff. Yeah, I love cooking. So. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, you guys. On the phone with me at this time on the OSSB podcast is a former student, Selvin Linder. How are you doing today, Selvin? I'm doing good. That's great to hear. Uh, let's talk about your time at OSSB. I had a lot of good memories, like the Arts Festival, being in uh, C.O. Pirano's class, and going on field trips, and I really enjoyed going to the circus. That sounds great. Now, what grades were you here at OSSB and what years? I don't remember the years, but I know I was there for the fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. I started in in the seventh grade and left after the um, Christmas holiday. Okay. All right. And you kind of reconnected with us through the podcast. Is that right? Yes. So, how did you hear about the podcast and started listening to it? Well, I did some research on the internet, and I found on the OSSB website, and I read some news, and I also saw that one of their their quick links was OSSB podcast, so I clicked on it, and I saw all those podcasts, and then I listened to the first one and it says it was available on iTunes and um, 
or the podcast app. So I listened through it on the podcast app. We appreciate that. So uh, where'd life take you after OSSB? I looked into, I finished the rest of high school um, with homeschool. And then I know I was, then what I finally found my career that I wanted to be in, and that's in IT. And so I'm studying studying in a, at a community college for um, an IT associate's degree. And so I was trained to be around a classroom setting. So you've been doing some field experience out in the schools and things like that? Yeah. That sounds good. Like I just started working. I just worked my first job with a employer and I worked at a company called Bimbo QSR. They're a bun factory. So I got to do all that, all some work there. And it was just very good. And I think that's what's going to get me started. Yeah, that's very important to be able to put things on the resume, right? Because you can have the education, yeah. but you want that experience to go along with it. Yeah. So you're working and doing this at the same time. You are in North Carolina now, correct? Yeah. There's a lot of resources um, that I use there um, that help me with my job career. Um, They have the Division of Services for the Blind there. Yep. And so they get you job ready. Um, I attended a few um, transition uh, programs there for employment and for independent living so i got to learn a lot of stuff through the division of services for the blind that's great and they're and they're helping me fund for school so i'm technically going to school for free right now and getting these scholarships yeah well it sounds like you're working hard down there selvin and we sure appreciate catching up with you here on the podcast Yep. Is there anything else you want to add? And you want to do a shout out to anybody in particular? Well, we got you on here. I wanted to say um, to all the teachers and staff who I was um, there, students, um, thank you for um, being such a good school, and I really enjoy the time with you guys there. I wish it would have been longer, but. Um, I decided to um, leave because I had a few issues that I needed to work out, and so I kind of decided to leave right. the school. But it was a great school, and it but still I is. Thought, <laughs> it still yeah. is a great school. But yeah, it is so yeah. great to catch up with you, Selvin, and uh, I appreciate you taking some time to talk with me and share your story with our audience. Okay, thank you. All right, Selvin, we'll let you go and get back to your IT work. And thank you again for sharing your story with us. Okay, you're welcome. And that's Selvin Linder. If you want to get in contact with Selvin, you can email him at Linder, L-I-N-D-E-R, dot Selvin, S-E-L-V-I-N, 23 at gmail.com. It's time to meet some more students, and let's start off with Michaela. Good morning, Michaela. Good morning, Mr. Kelly. 
Did you have a great summer? Yes, I did. What did you do this summer? Um, I went on vacation, and I watched this new show called Heartland. All right, all right. Where'd you go on vacation? Um, I went to Myrtle Beach and Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and North Carolina and South Carolina and Knoxville, Tennessee. Wow, sounds like you did a lot of traveling this summer. Yeah, my cousin <laughs> got married on top of a mountain in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Wow, how cool is that? Yeah, it was fun. I bet it was. Well, thank you. Are you glad to be back at OSSB? Yeah, I am. Great. All right. William. Hello, everyone. My name is William. I am from Toledo area, Oregon, Ohio. I had a good summer. I went to Hocking Hills, Ash Cave, Cedar Falls, Old Man's Cave, and Rock House were the ones that we did. All right. Sounds like you did a lot of hiking this summer. And we, my dad wanted to do one more, but me and my brother and sister were tired. <laughs> and because my brother and sister were whining, my dad said, if you don't stop, if you don't stop complaining, we'll, we'll go to Conco's Hollow, okay, which is, which is right. a two-hour hike. Okay. Wow. Thank you, William. Mikea. No Hello. Good morning. Good morning. So you're going to be with us half days this year. Correct. Uh, let's talk about your summer first. Have a good summer? Yeah, I did. I was here for, I don't know how many camps. It was a lot, though. Okay. That sounds good. And uh, what are you doing this year? I will be going to Fort Hayes Career Center in the morning to take audio production. Audio production. What's going to be involved in that? I will be learning how to use different applications like Pro Tools and GarageBand, and I'll be able to learn how to use the uh, MIDI keyboard. All right. That sounds great. And uh, I hope you're going to come back and be a part of the podcast team and share that knowledge with us. Sure. All right. You excited about being back? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to a great year. What do you guys think? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Go Panthers. Go Panthers. Let the Panther heart beat. Well, I want to introduce our new principal of the Ohio State School for the Blind, Mrs. Michelle Wagner. Hello. Good morning. And I thought we would take an opportunity to get you on the podcast and welcome everybody back to OSSB. All right. Are you excited about this year? Are you excited about where you are? I am very excited. I'm excited to be working with all the kids, to be working with all the staff. I think we're going to have an awesome year. That's great. It's been a busy summer for you getting ready for the school year? It has been very busy. (laughs) (laughs) So what kind of things did you have to do when you got in the driver's seat? Gosh, I had to learn lots of things. I was the assistant last year, and so Mr. Ramsey tried to teach me lots of things, And but when it actually came time, I realized there was a lot more stuff I needed to learn. Right. You're doing a great job so far. Thank you. Yeah. Big things this year. Uh, what, what's going on? Well, we are working really hard to have a focus on um, the expanded core curriculum this year which is um, a set of skills that students with vision learn um, incidentally through watching people and that we have to intentionally teach our students. So we are working on a um, skill area each month. 
and then we're going to try to plan um, some things at the end of each section to showcase what the students have learned. Great. So kind of like a big wrap-up activity that yes. we're all going to do as a school. Or, yep. oh, that's going to be great. Maybe some videos and stuff like that. Yes. Um, staff have had some really great ideas. Um, one of the ideas is to do some YouTube videos and um, maybe to have some um, people from you know different places come in and work with the students and give them an opportunity to practice skills um, we've also talked about maybe um, taking students out um, when we focus on independent living skills maybe taking them out to eat at the end of the section so just really trying to have an activity at the end that showcases what they've learned and how far they've come cool can we work on independent living skills all year so we can go out to eat every month? Well, <laughs> that's what I want to do. I think that's a great plan, Mr. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, we're, yeah, we're doing this like once a week, uh, right? Yes. And, and um, the high school is working um, on that specifically first period on Fridays, and our elementary department is working on it um, specifically on Wednesday's ninth period. Cool. All right. So to go along with that expanded core curriculum, is there anything exciting going on in technology? Well, we are um, in the process of developing a technology initiative so that um, eventually we will have a one-to-one or one-to-many um, so that students have access to whatever tech options they like to use. Um, so we have a technology committee who's helping to um, make some decisions about what kind of tech we need for students, what kind of tech we need for teachers. We really want to be able to use the technology that's out there to help our students to learn um, the best that we can. Um, so there'll be tech for students and tech for teachers. Right. Coming down the pike. Yeah. This and, and this is great. I'm very excited for for this to finally get here to OSSB. And I'm happy to be working on this tech initiative as well. Uh, but I think getting the technology in the teachers' hands so that they can learn it either before the students or along with the students uh, is gonna yes. you know, is gonna be very helpful and beneficial for getting it integrated into the curriculum and the students being more independent with the technology. I absolutely agree. And what Mr. Kelly isn't saying is that one of the things that's a new role for him is to help us with that and to help teachers as they want to integrate technology into their lessons. Um, he can come in the classrooms, work with the teachers, work with the students, make sure that tech is you know, working the way they want it to, showing them some of the tech options that we currently have and then being able to also instruct them once we get new tech options. So um, it's been a great initiative that is really championed by, you know, Dr. Manus as our superintendent and then, um, you know, Dr. Labar and, and principals actually at both schools. Right. We'll see how many teachers ask me into their classroom after that survey they had to fill out <laughs> that I sent them. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's why I was being shy about that. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> that wasn't too bad. 
Well, thank you for coming over, Miss Wagner, and looking forward to a great school year this year. Really appreciate everything you and the leadership team are doing to keep OSSB moving forward. Thank you. I am very excited. I think we're going to have a great year. Um, I think we are headed in a great direction. Thank you. Yep. Up next on the podcast, I want to welcome Mr. Kevin Manus. Kevin is Dr. Lou Manus's brother-in-law, and as you know, Dr. Manus is our superintendent. Kevin attended the West Virginia School for the Blind and later on became mightily involved in the rehab program for the blind and visually impaired in the state of West Virginia. We talked over a few things and shared some stories and jokes, and we're going to share a little bit of that with you now on the podcast. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us on the OSSB podcast. Good morning. What do you do over there in West Virginia? I work for the West Virginia Division of Rehabilitation Services, and my job title is Program Supervisor, uh, Blind and Visually Impaired Field Services. I started out as a, uh, a counselor for the blind uh, for, this, for the same agency, and um, I covered 10 counties. I do have an, uh, a main office in my hometown of Beckley, West Virginia, Okay. But because I'm considered a state office employee, I cover the entire state. I have actually been with the agency just um, since January of 2010. Gotcha. All right. You went to the West Virginia School for the Blind? Yes, I went to the West Virginia School for the Blind. And they're combined as well, right? Deaf and Blind? Yeah, it's um, the West Virginia Schools for the Deaf and Blind, yes. Yeah. So when you were going to the School for the Blind, were the population Deaf and Blind students, were they mixed or...? Um, We were uh, separate, separate elementary, middle school, uh, and high school blind. We were all in the same building, same dorm, and same uh, school building and cafeteria as well. But then, like on the deaf side, they had their like secondary school, but they also had like a elementary school. Okay, all right. I participated in when I went to school there. I was in an I guess I started out just so I wouldn't be bored uh, on weekends because back then we did not go home every weekend. Right. Uh, we, you know, but I uh, I was on swim team, wrestling, track. I was also in band, and uh, yeah, we we traveled all up and down the East Coast for swimming, wrestling, track. I, I think we we hit we went to Alabama once, and I know we hit Florida a couple times. So you finished high school in 1989, and was it off to college after that? Uh, actually, no. I uh, sat out of school a year. I worked. Wanted to. I guess I was like a lot of kids. I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and I started. Uh, my vision at that time was still very, very good, and I was the, working for a cleaning agency. Okay. And after I was working night shift and. After about six months of that, I was like, this is not for me. Right, okay. And knowing that with my eye, can, you know, the type of eye condition I, I was, that I have, I knew that that was, uh, that in itself, I wasn't going to be able to do that type of work. I started the process of uh, getting in, into college, and I started college in the fall of 1990. 
Okay. Where'd you go to school? My first semester, I started in a, a small community college in my hometown called Beckley College, and then I transferred to uh, Fairmont State. It's now Fairmont State University, which is about three hours from my hometown. Double majored in criminal justice, sociology, and then after that, about 10 months later, I started working and I had an opportunity to um, obtain my master's degree in special education to teach the blind and visually impaired. And so I ended up, I was still working full time, but I was also working on my master's and I was getting it through uh, University of Alabama at Birmingham. Okay, UAB. That's great. So once you got your master's, where'd life take you after that? Well, I was working for Center for Independent Living uh, in, uh, again, in my hometown of Beckley. I worked there for about 12, 13 years. Okay. I was a uh, office manager. Okay. And um, I, I wanted something more challenging. You know, we had worked with, we, we worked with individuals who were blind and visually impaired, but we also worked with a lot of others individuals sure and my I guess because of my own personal experience and my my training I wanted to work more with the blind population all right so I uh, applied there was finally a, a position came open with the uh, vocational rehab and I applied and uh, got a job there and I started working there and like I said January of 2010 what was your big pipe dream when you wanted to work with this population of people who are blind and visually impaired? Really, for me, you know, I had a lot of good support um, from my family, especially my um, my brother, um, Dr. Manus's, uh husband, my, you know, my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a really uh, important, played an important role in my life. And uh, he kept telling me I could do anything that I wanted to do. Right within you know within limits right Um, right it took a while for me to to believe that but once i started it anytime i ever came you know always there was always challenges always used to tell people that no matter how high a wall was or how long or how thick i was going to figure out a way to get around it over it or through it gotcha and um and that's what i you know that's what i want to convey to young young students to uh, even adults that are out here trying to go through college or they're trying to find an employment is that don't give up right you know there's going to be obstacles you're going to be told no you're going to be told you know thanks for coming in and uh we'll contact you the the key is don't ever ever give up you know another another area too you know with with employment is you know they also have to make sure that they are competitive right you go i'm not saying a hundred percent of the time but if you go into a job setting or apply for a job and you have the same exact qualifications as someone who is cited 90 percent of the time they're probably going to hire that cited person true and so you got to be better than your cited counterpart right so which are hard skills and soft skills yes. too you know yeah hard skills soft skills um you know make sure you you're proficient in braille 
your cane travel, assistive technology, uh, just the whole bundle. Yeah. And things have changed uh, a lot for the better in terms of accessing information, in terms of, of being able to function as a blind person. Um, has gotten a lot easier. I had a, uh, my grandparents were both uh, totally blind. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to would talk to them. What little technology we even had then, back in the late 70s, early 80s, which wasn't a whole lot. Not a lot. Opticon. Um, you know, I used to, <laughs> I used to say, how, how do they, how do they do this? And, um, and now, you know, even now, all these years later, I look back to when what was it the Apple Apple II computers with Apple the, IIe's, with yeah, the yeah. five and a half inch floppy disks and mm-hmm. uh, voice the speech synthesizer sounded like a robot right. and uh, and you know what we have now is just it's incredible it's incredible what what technology and opportunities that technology and allows the students to have nowadays not just the online shopping but you know um, transportation ordering things on you know uh, with your phone or Alexa or something like that it's uh, yeah technology is great I always try to encourage whether it be uh, young adults or adults I always try to encourage them that if they have an opportunity to try something new some type of new technology a new app whatever i always try to encourage them to at least try it right because it may work it may not work for them but at least they've you know they they've tried it and sometimes it's not necessarily that it don't work they just they're not experienced enough with it right i always try to encourage them to to uh, to try different things and new things you know i'll say this but sometimes i i'll 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 go kicking and screaming myself but uh, sometimes you just gotta take people out of their comfort zone. Sure. And uh, I'm a, a big supporter and believer in that, but again, like I said, sometimes you know, getting me to get out of my own comfort zone is hard. Yeah. But I, I gotta do it. How do you, uh, as a blind professional, and remaining competitive and, and, and all that, how do you stay informed of, of things that are coming out? Well, fortunately, I get um, I get a lot of emails from the National Federation of the Blind. I get a lot of uh, emails from the American Council of the Blind, American Foundation for the Blind, mm-hmm. and a lot of other you know just blind organizations and right. agencies from across the country that um, I'm able to read what's you know going on, whether it be legislatively or a new piece of technology. Sure. Um, Plus, I also get emails from like uh, Humanware mm-hmm. and other companies that make software and hardware products. So I'm able to do that, and then I share that with um, our counselors for the blind in our state, and encourage them to share that with our clients and clients' families. It sounds like you're doing some great things over there in West by Gosh, Virginia. <laughs> and, uh, yeah certainly glad you come over to Ohio to, to visit us and look at some of our technology and uh, things we're doing here. What little bit I've been here, I do know one thing, it's a lot bigger than uh, the School for the Blind in West Virginia. What are you looking forward to professionally? You know, right now I, I'm, I'm good where I'm at. 
Um, I I hope you know we have um, quite a few individuals in in our state that are in you know eligible to retire or mm -hmm. could retire at, you know any time. Right. So I'm hoping you know sometime down the road to move up into a higher position, but I, I would want to still remain in bland services mm -hmm. if that's all possible right. or if i am you know if i if i would would move up i would still want i guess you could say my finger in the pie yeah you know i would i'd still want to be play some role to help guide and direct blind services within our agency gotcha well, I sure appreciate you coming and talking with us today and being part of this August podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, I've enjoyed it. You got jam tonight. So I want to welcome Mr. Schwamberger, our, our newest teacher for this year. I'm one of the new high school uh, social studies teachers here at uh, the Ohio State School for the Blind. How long have you been a teacher? I have uh, been in education for probably 12 years. This is my fourth year teaching social studies. Uh, I'm used to teaching lots of subjects uh, so this year I'll be teaching um, government, I've got a U.S. history class, I've got an ancient world history class, and a United States history class. What interested you uh, about OSSB when you were looking for a job? Well, I've always kind of known about the school because my mom taught here for 20 to 23 years, somewhere around there. And so she always uh, gave it high praise and uh, we tell me stories about the school and everything, and uh, so I've I've always known about it. And uh, when a teaching position opened up, I was very excited about you know applying for it and seeing if I could work here. So we're uh, certainly glad to have you here, Mr. Schwamberger. Well, thank you. And you sort of touched on my next question about what experiences do you bring to OSSB? You talked about being in education for twelve years and maybe talk about that a little bit or anything that that you might think we would be interested or you want to share about you with us well yeah I, i've been teaching in columbus city schools mostly uh, at a charter school recently and uh it, it was when this job opened up i was excited i was nervous i have not worked with uh, visually impaired students all that much, so I was a little nervous kind of coming in, but um, after, like, the second day, like, all that's gone out the window. Uh, all the technology that is here uh, is really exciting. Um, it's been really easy to communicate with the students. Um, I love the small classrooms. That's mm -hmm. something that I've got like seven students in a class. Uh, I'm used to like 25 to 30, so uh, I like the one-on-one and like the small discussions that we can have. Yeah. Um, a little bit like interesting about me, um, I'm a very flexible teacher. I love sports. I love Ohio State. Sounds like we got a new coach coming <laughs> up in the future, right? 
Your choices, you can coach wrestling, goalball, cheerleading, forensics, swimming. You know, what You'd be a great I, cheerleader. I do have some coaching experience coaching some high school basketball and things like that. So maybe okay. maybe goalball yeah. might be relatable. So. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it's just, coaching's just a different way of teaching. Yep. Right? Mr. Schwamberger, what are you most excited about this school? Well, I'm I'm really excited about all of the new technology. Like every day I come in and I'm learning how to emboss, you know, papers and learning uh, all about the the braille notes and uh, just trying to find out new ways how to teach and how students learn and stuff. It's been really interesting, really fascinating. There are opportunities. There, I, I feel like there's so many opportunities here. Uh, to get involved within the school, so that's very exciting to me. I'm excited to be here and, and just to see how this year plays out. During this first year, what would you like to accomplish? Some stability in my teaching. I've been bouncing around, I think, and I just I feel like this is, could be a great year that I can kind of get everything organized. It's going to be a lot of learning, a lot of new learning, so uh, I'd like to, by the end of the year, be you know, able to... Uh, organize my classrooms electronically um, so that I can get all my paperwork to you guys or get the questions and things like that and readings to you guys. I'm also like looking forward to just getting involved. There's uh, a couple opportunities early on. There is a historical book that I'm not sure if we've told all the students yet, but maybe it'll be released here soon. But uh, we're going to do a, a history of uh, Ohio State School for the Blind. And uh, one of my jobs I'm going to be part of this group is going to be to gather kind of all of the like the, the history of it and then the students are going to do a lot of the research on it so my goal is to help guide some of that researching yeah we're actually going to release it on this podcast all right we will have an interview with uh, some of the folks involved so you've only been here for a couple of days what do you think of OSSB so far I think it's awesome. Every day I'm learning more about the students. I'm learning more um, about the lessons. And I think that this is a great, great school. One of the things that I love about this and just only being here a few days is that you can really tell like how much of a community this is and how much of like a family it is. And that goes from the students coming back onto campus, you know, the residents, I know they probably get to spend a little bit more time with one another, but uh, it just seems like everybody here loves it. Uh, they're all happy to be here. And, uh, I mean, all the staff, the first couple of days before school started, everybody has been so helpful and just coming out and just introducing themselves to me. And it's just been, it's been really warming and really welcoming. I can just tell that this is a great school and that um, great things happen here. So I'm glad to be a part of it. Absolutely. We sure appreciate you coming by and sharing your story and experiences and excitement and all that energy on the podcast. Right, guys? Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's going to be a fabulous year. A lot of great things coming around the bend, including that history book. So we're going to have more on that in the coming months. Right. I have one more question. All right. What would you say has been your biggest struggle so far? <clears throat> the biggest struggle. Struggle has probably been how to deliver my, my lessons. Uh, it's only been like day two. So in a lot of my classes, I haven't, we've just had uh, mostly conversations. But 
just trying to figure out uh, each student's uh, accommodation and, and how to uh, prepare right. my lessons to meet their needs and stuff. So that's going to be, I think once I get the technology part down, then it's going to be all, a lot better. So. All right. Yeah, you come on down here anytime. Yeah. We'll get you squared away. I'm just glad you cleared up that stable teacher part earlier. <laughs> 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 Got somebody going crazy down in the history room. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We appreciate it, Mr. Swan. All right, anytime. Hi, my name is Alexis, and um, I had a great summer at um, OSSB, and um, I am having a great school year since the 2019 and 20 school year. Hi, my name is Trayvon. I had a really good summer, and I'm happy to be at school. Hello, this is Zachary. Favorite ride at Kings Island? Hi. Logan, how was your summer? Terrible. Oh, terrible. So you're happy to be back at school? Yeah. All right. Homework every night? Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. <laughs> hey. How about you, Alyssa? Uh, my summer was pretty busy. I was here half of my summer. Um, Doing all the camps? I did oh, transitions okay. to life. And then after the camp was over... I went to Kings Island. I stayed at my grandmother's for t on Thursday. Stayed till Friday morning. Well, not Friday morning. Friday afternoon. Uh, so I got to hang out with her for a bit. Well, I did a band camp. Thing. Oh, you were a band camp. I did. Yeah, I was there for a week. Um, we marched and practiced music. Uh, for example, um, we're doing Fireball from Pitbull. If you know them. Oh yeah. And uh, Fireball. Yep. Barb. Hello. There she is. All right. All right. We have a couple of special guests with us today, and we're going to start out with Miss Smith, our teacher here at the School for the Blind. I'm going to have you introduce yourself and the guests that you brought along with you. Take it away, Miss Smith. Okay. Hi. I'm Mrs. Smith. I teach art here at OSSB. Um, I teach to grades K through 12, and this is my fifth year here. And I have with me Miss Claudia Redder, and she is a local artist, and she's going to be working with us on a project this year. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Miss Claudia. Hi, Dan. Hi. Um, well, I'm Claudia Redder. I live here in Columbus. I'm an artist. Um, mostly I do photography, but I also do some bookbinding. Um, and I'm going to be this year's visiting artist here at the School for the Blind. That is wonderful to hear. And you've been here before, correct? Yes. Actually, I was here a couple years ago. Um, I had met the then social studies teacher, Carrie Nixon, mm -hmm. at a conference. And in the workshop we were in, a lot of the participants had expressed great interest when he said that um, art was one of the most popular subjects here at the school. And so I spoke with him about my project, which was um, a book project. Mm -hmm. And he said, maybe we should hook up with the school and have you come and teach a little bit. So he got me connected with Rochelle, and that was a couple years ago. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like that went real well, and you're back again this year. Uh, Miss Smith, you want to talk about that a little bit. What is going on down in the art department? Uh, well, there's always a lot going on in the art department. Um, the idea for the book kind of just 
came to me last year when Claudia reached out to me and, you know, mentioned that there was some funding available and we should, you know, do another project together. Um, and the history of this school has always been interesting to me and I've always wanted to do something about it. So mm -hmm. I suggested, you know, putting a book together, putting an art book together about the history of our school. What do you envision this being like? Because we, we have a book out there of kind of the early history, maybe up through the 50s. Are you thinking about something along those lines or something brand new and exciting? I'm thinking more brand new and exciting, like something that can really get the whole school involved, you know, from our youngest learners up to the oldest and um, just something the whole community can be interested in. So I don't want it to be like a dry history, but I want it to be really an engaging and interactive history book. Okay. What does that mean to you, Miss Claudia? Well, Which I like the idea of involving the whole school. I like that it can be multifaceted. We're involving um, the English department, social studies department, um, kind of anybody else who wants to get involved. What we're thinking of anyway is that um, it'll involve some interviews with past alumni, maybe talking about like some field trips to places to yeah. learn more about the history of the school, but also to talk to current members, to faculty. We'll involve some art work as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then the finished project, while it will be a book that will be put together by students themselves, it will also have an exhibition component to it because it's difficult to share a single book with a wider audience, and I think that's one of the missions of the school this year is to kind of raise more awareness about the school itself. Right. So if we can have a public exhibition somewhere, the media coverage that would be involved with that would bring a lot of focus and awareness to the school. So yeah. we're trying to add more dimensions than having it just be a book. Right. It sounds like it's going to be something way more than a book almost like a multimedia artsy type showcase kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah, that's what we intend for it to be. And we have a couple of places set up already where we want to present it. Um, so the State Library is one of the places we've been going to each year and presenting student artwork, and they've already agreed to, to allow us to um, exhibit our book there. Yeah, um, and cool. We'd also like to do the Ohio History Center and um, possibly even the Ohio State House. The State House. That would be wonderful. As far as the development process, we talked about getting everybody involved at school. And I, I happened to be in the planning meeting the other day, so I kind of know it already. But talk about the stages of development that we've sort of you know, made a framework about how this is going to come together. Um, I, from what I can remember, I think we decided that um, our new uh, history teacher, Mr. Schwamberger, was going to... Uh, take the lead on it from from the beginning and sort of start the research process with students in his class. Right. Um, and then from there, um, it will go over to Miss um, Barden's class, the English teacher. She will start the process of um, producing the book or compiling it together. And then it'll come to me from her um, to the art classes, and we will start producing and presenting the material at that point. That's awesome. Can I get my picture on the front cover? <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be something we have to vote on. <laughs> no, you too ugly. Oh, I just thought maybe since I was like one of the oldest people here. I'm going to jump in here and say that this is student focused. So oh. <laughs> what we're doing here is trying to come up with sort of a basic backbone for the project itself. But right. the students are going to have 
the choices about how they want to put it together, what mm-hmm. they want to have in it, who gets to be on the front cover, et cetera, et cetera. All right. I got to start hitting the students <laughs> up. Yeah. My picture on the front cover. Uh, no, this is going to be great, and I'm going to be involved on the technology side of things, uh, helping with the research and compiling, and I might be in there throughout. Um, so this is going to be this is going to be a fun and exciting project. And the good news is, is I reached out to the alumni already, and we have a bunch of people that are saying I'm in. Oh, great. This is great stuff. Yeah, so okay. probably got about 15 folks wow. already. So when we're ready to do that, we'll let you know, alumni, <laughs> and uh, we'll make a, a Google group or a Facebook group or, or something. So we can start that collaboration process. What are we looking like as far as a timeline for putting this together? Uh, well, um, probably we're thinking, I know that Claudia is going to be available. I think she said like um, most of the year. Most of the year. Cool. Um, so she's going to be helping us throughout. And then I think we plan to have it done um, by probably sometime mid-march early april um yeah so that would probably be our timeline wow that's that's incredible that's going to be incredibly fast yeah (laughs) and you guys have put together a strong team and you know student focused is great and how's it going to benefit the students and the school community putting this book together what are your thoughts on that um, I think it will definitely help make the community stronger. Um, it'll help them have a better understanding of like the history of this school and like the the people, the students who came before them and the teachers who taught here before they came to this school. And I think it'll give them also a sense of pride um, in the school that they go to, learning all that. Because I know I've learned some things, you know, over the years that I've been here that I never knew. I kind of stumbled upon, you know, um, you know, the fact that we have a we used to have a bowling alley in the, the basement of the school was something I never knew, and it'd be interesting, you know, for other students to know that when they come into the school because it's just a lot of interesting history. Yeah. yeah. I think, too, there's a lot of skills that um, students will need to draw on and develop, like, um, you know, how to do research, how to interview a person, yeah. um, working together, project planning, um, writing, problem-solving, they can even maybe get their hands into some business skills if they decide they want to make, say, a smaller version of the book to sell at the exhibition. Or do they want to sell some of the work that's at the exhibition? Do they want it to be a fundraiser for the school? So there's all kinds of things that could come into play. That's that's fascinating. It sounds like there's just limitless possibilities that's going to come out of this project. And I'm excited to be a part of it. And thank you guys for coming in today and talking about it. And can you come back on the podcast later on this year and give us an update? That would be great. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. That's great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Miss Smith. Thank you so much, Miss Claudia. And we are going to have a great year putting this together. Thank you. Man, it's been a ride so far, but we're finally getting there. Our last interview for this month's podcast is Mr. Jeff Snyder. He is an outstanding music educator. He's also one of the most down-to-earth people that I know. His work here at OSSB with our marching band has been and still is very impactful. Thanks, Jeff, for all the work that you do and the time that you make for OSSB and for coming in today and sharing with us your story 
State School for the Blind, Marching Panthers. Today we're going to be interviewing Jeff. Hey Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing great. Should be a familiar voice to all of us. Uh, Jeff has been a marching band assistant since 2008. Yeah. Man, we certainly are glad to have you on board for such a long run, and you're going to be here another 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, where'd you come from, Jeff? What'd you do before this? Well, I was a, a music teacher, band director at uh, Bexley High School here in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Went to Bexley, grew up in Bexley, taught at Bexley, still very involved in the schools there. I still, I've coached, coached there, coached basketball and track, and I'm still coaching track, so still involved in the school. Yeah, so you brought a little bit of knowledge about band to OSSB, right? Just uh, little, I hope so. Just, just <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. You heard about the band back in, you know, mid-2000s? Well, I, it's, it's kind of interesting. I was The last year I was teaching at Bexley, uh, the spring of 2007, uh, the, the Columbus Dispatch had done an article in the spring about the OSSB marching band. The middle school music teacher had cut the article out and put it up on the, up on the wall and, you know, for the kids to see and stuff, and she and I were standing out there by it one day, and I was, I was kind of was reading it, and I said, you know, boy, this is something I need to get involved in when I retire. The first year I retired, the first fall, I didn't, um, I didn't do anything but travel because of my commitment to marching band for 30 years in high school. I never got a chance to travel during the fall, so I spent the entire fall traveling around New England and seeing the sights and stuff, and then uh, I came back that spring to coach at Bexley, and I ran into that middle school music teacher, and she said, hey, did you ever call? Did you ever get involved with the OSSB marching band? And I said, no, I didn't. I said, I, I need to do that. And so I, that, after, that night I, I contacted uh, Mrs. Agler, and the rest is history, I guess. All right, all right. The rest is history. You came in that following summer yep. for, for band camp, and it was quite a crew. Yeah, it was good. What we were your first camp? impressions of the band? Well, it was really it was really interesting because I I always told people when when well when people would ask me when I retired what are you going to do, you know now now that you're retired and I always said well you know I, I I'm not sure what it's going to be but whatever it's going to be I'm not going to be in charge anymore, um, I'll assist I'll help I'll volunteer whatever, and uh, so I came up here and uh, I was just I was just you know, thrown for a loop the first day, the first day I was here. I just could not believe what was going on. It was just so many great things. And that night before I went home, I, I, I stopped and told, uh, told Mrs. Agler, I said, I think I now know why I retired because I get to work with these kids. I've always told people it's such a unique teaching experience um, and also a learning experience. You know, I'm, I'm up, up here to help and assist and teach, but I learn as much as, 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 as anybody. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, and it's almost like a feeling of, I think magic would be the wrong word. It's more of a, a, a energy level. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think. And, and it's something that, that when I was involved, I thought you brought to the kids and marching to the overall sound. Because it wasn't just the music. It was, you know talking through the music and putting the music together with the drills. I mean, would, would you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I enjoy doing that, uh, you know, writing drill and writing, you know, and, and working on hopefully matching it up with the music. And I had thought when I retired in 2007 from Bexley, there was, there was two things I thought, well, gee, boy, no more band camps and 
no more no more spending the summer writing uh, halftime drills, uh, marching drills, and then all of a sudden that's what I I still do that. Um, I've got a real good buddy, and and I, I I go visit every summer in Boston. I'm and I've always got marching band charts and and the charting paper, and he's like, you know, Did, didn't you retire? You know, he's retired too. He goes like, what? You know, come on, you know, we're not supposed to be doing this anymore. And um, but yeah, I and I just and I just kind of after the first year, first couple of years of of just kind of watching what was going on and. And I said something to Mrs. Agler about, you know, well, gee, if you need help with, you know, putting the shows together, I'd be more than happy to assist with that, too. I think it's great that you did that because back then I, I knew hardly anything about writing drills at all. And you're like, oh, you know, one, one thing that was amazing is that you can just do this stuff in your head. I mean, some people have a gift for things. You know, some people can do uh, mathematical you know, long mathematical things in their head and figure things out. But you're one of those guys that can figure a drill out quickly. You still write them in your living room? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I march. I, I march in my living room. I march everything out in my living room. I'm sure. I'm sure there's been people that have walked by at different times, wondering like, what's he doing in there? Because uh, I'll be, you know, marching towards my towards my TV set. The TV set is where the uh, that's home. That's the home side. <laughs> couch is the is the is the away side gotcha. and i'll be you know i'll be moving towards my tv and i'll take a make a sharp right turn and march towards the front window and you know it's it's i mean I, but i do it i just want to make sure it works so i've known you for my entire band career and even before that because of yachi and so you're very well known for your stories what is one of your favorite band stories well, um, gee, you mentioned Yachi. Gosh, there's just so many with just Yachi. Um, I, I guess I, I think back to like the first year I was here, and um, I want to say I, I can never think of his last name. It was uh, tenor saxophone player Martin. Marty, Marty, Marty Bateman. Marty Bateman. Yeah, Marty Bateman. That's yeah, it. Yeah. And um, I, I, you know, being all the years that I've taught music, um, I've always taught by, you know, okay, this is an A, this is a B flat, this is a. You know, this is a C sharp, and I was not at all familiar teaching by using solfege, and uh, so that kind of took me for a loop. And and uh, the the last day we were, I was here that last Friday before the parents came, and we were kind of Marty and I were just kind of working on this tenor saxophone part that was kind of difficult, and had a lot of had a lot of notes and stuff, and I was trying to spit out that solfege um, for him, and I may, and I and I fumbled I fumbled over it and messed it up, and I went oh darn and. He he just kind of turned and said, "Well, he says, uh, don't worry, Mr. Snyder, because you've really improved this week," <laughs> and uh, which just kind of made me crack. And I and I told him, I said, "Well, thanks for noticing," because I said, "I've been working my tail off." I said, "You know, the, there's that saying about teaching an old dog new tricks," and I said, "I'm an old dog uh, as far as my teaching methods, and this new method of using solfege is a new trick." So, and for me, it was hard for me because of having perfect pitch. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, I could easily transfer down for b flat instruments but transferring to e flat instruments i could it just i've messed it up every time and i still would do it today yeah well there were times when especially that first year i'd be working with with marty and like the 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 alto saxophones and e flat and the flutes and c and Mm -hmm. so i'm having to having to do all that transposition in my head i'm having enough trouble just doing one part (laughs) let alone trying to figure out the other parts and uh but I feel pretty good. And now the the funny thing is, is I'll be working with kids at other schools and in other situations, and I'll say, "Come on, play so for me." It's it's so. It's right there. And they're like, they're like, they look at me like, "What are you talking about?" You know. What? I said, "Oh, that's a G. I'm sorry." You know. That's so. what I was gonna. 
asks, what actually is soulfish like? Well, soulfish is a is a is a, a method of instead of identifying the notes as far as um, the letters A B C D F G you 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 say uh, do re mi fa so la ti do, and it's a system. I'm not sure exactly where it came up from because I'm not don't know about it historically, but um, put your general music hat on. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, but out. it's but it's 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 uh, I and I wasn't really so I wasn't sure about it. Uh, but uh, the tuba player we had that first year, um, I'll say Chris. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Harrington. and he he missed like the first day of practice. He was wasn't here until like Tuesday, and we were going up to Ohio State on Thursday, and he, like he's our tuba player, and I'm thinking, well, how the heck's he gonna, you know, go from trumpet to tuba, and you know, and I'm thinking about all the things that I had to do as far as a teacher. Uh, when I would do that uh, with a student and I have to go over changing from treble clef to bass clef as far as reading the notes and instead of instead of playing uh, you know instead of playing when you play the B flat concert scale you play start on a C on the trumpet and you mm-hmm. start on a B flat on the tube I think oh, all new new notes and all that stuff and he came in and just you know oh oh it's the B flat concert scale and he just sat and just played it right up and right <laughs> down on the tube and I just thought oh I get it yeah same fingerings <laughs> yeah same fingerings it was like yeah, so there is, I guess, a method to this madness. So yeah. for future band members or new band members, explain the one more time thing so that they know they get a heads up. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, if, uh, if for any band director, any, well, I think any teacher, really, uh, one of our favorite sayings is one more time. And um, so uh, out on the football field, I when we're doing the drills and stuff and practicing the drills, of course, I say, OK, let's do that one more time. And kids are now uh, now know that that means we're going to do it like probably five or six times, yeah. even though I was accused of, you know, uh, of always, you know, gosh, that means he's we're going to do it 80 more times. And I when somebody would say that, I say, oh, no, no, not not 80, just just 75. Right. And uh, so they bought me a T-shirt a couple of years ago. That, that says one more time on it and it has the infinity sign underneath it and uh, which is pretty which is pretty cool and uh so we have we have um our thursday night rehearsals last year it was wednesday night but now we're back to thursday yeah. night so thursday night rehearsals are known as one more time thursday yep. you so. suffer. Yeah, they suffer you don't suffer come on <laughs> that's good stuff are you still saying it do it the best you've ever done it yeah, oh, yeah, good. I use that from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do it the best you've ever every done. time. Yeah. Yeah, every, every time, time we, every time we do it. I, and I you know, and, and you know, Dan, I, you know that you used to say that all the time, and I've used that with uh, uh, my other students at other schools, and uh, I use that a lot with my track kids. That's good uh, stuff. In the spring, about you know, hey, let's go out and do this time when you run it this time, let's do it better than you did last time. So, yeah. so <laughs> overall team approach to making OSSB MB happen. Without the marching assistants, there wouldn't be an OSSMB and just, you know, trying to find those marching assistants, uh, is, is really important. Um, I've, I've said a couple of times, I've told Yolanda and I, I used to tell Carol the same thing that sometimes we have, uh, we're out there trying to do the drills. We have sometimes more, more problems with the marching assistants than, <laughs> than we do with the kids. Yachi was, was a perfect example because Yachi could march by yeah. herself. Right. And any time in the middle of the season, if a new marching assistant would come in that had never done it before, I would assign them to Yachi. And then after practice, Yachi would always come over to me and just be all angry and, you know, say like, come on, you know, why do you keep giving me these people that don't know what they're doing? You know? <laughs> and I said, you're teaching them how That's to do right. it because you know what you're doing. And, and, uh, she was like, cause I don't want to teach them, you know, but, but, um, um, but you know, the, the marching assistants, you know, for what they do, um, you know, you've got to have those marching assistants, 
um, to they are to, golden. Yeah, to, to have it done. And we've golden. had a, we've had a, a a variety of people, you know, from from uh, high school age kids, um, even middle school age kids. I mean, back I think back in the gosh, when we went to the Rose Bowl. We had we had those. We had three middle school kids. Right. Uh, the, the, the the Ross kid, the, mm. the, the the son, and and the two kids we had from uh, the, the Montessori school. Right. Um, was a kid's name Nate and. Yeah, Nathan Brown and uh, yeah, but we had so we uh, just had we just had you know but Alyssa and then we've had you know grandparents uh, gra- grandparents all the way up to grandparents that have marched yeah um, and um, so one thing I always said too is it's the the smallest things that make the biggest differences hmm. so for me you know anything that a, that an assistant did was invaluable yeah and I think and I think too with. You know some of the marching assistants that have been around for long. There's a, a lot of us that have been around for a while. Right, Laura, and, uh, Laura, and, uh, and Jason Kreider, and I mean, you know, Jason. all these Jason and uh, you know Miss Agler's now back as the marching assistant, right. and, yeah, yeah. and um, some guy named Jeff. Yeah, some guy <laughs> named Jeff. Um, and they, you know, as far as the drill, since I've been writing it, I mean, I've I've just used a certain pattern each time. I mean, I haven't changed really much anything, and uh, those people are are now very aware of what's kind of going on and kind of can anticipate almost what's going to happen next. And, and, uh, and they can read some, one one of our marching assistants the other day, I put up on Facebook, uh, the, the marching, the, uh, what they call the cheat sheet that I write out with all the directions on them. And it's all, it's all, you know, abbreviations and just, you know, ST, ST and F FM and, um, you know, uh, MT March, and yeah. yeah. And, and they, and she, and she put up and she had a picture of it and she said, you know, if you can understand this, you, you know, you know, you know what, you know, you know what I'm going through right now, you know, cause right. a lot of people look at that and say, what is that? What is that? Yeah. What know? do you, th- what do you think gets people over the hump in terms of, yeah, I think I'm going to come in here and check this out and try to be a marching assistant. And then they just come in here and they fall in love with what's going on and they keep coming back year after year. Well, I, I, <laughs> it's the kids. Yeah. You know, it's definitely the kids. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, you and I discussed that a long time ago. I always came up with that uh, that quote from uh, the um, Clint Eastwood movie <laughs> about, you know, we, we, we improvise, we adapt, and we overcome. Right. And I, 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 that was always one of my favorite quotes from uh, that, that movie. I can't remember what was the name of it. Heartbreak Ridge. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just thought, you know, guys, that's what these kids do every day. Mm. They, they do this every day of their life they, they they improvise they adapt and they overcome and they you know they just have this they just have this willingness and this spirit to to um to 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 try anything i've left this building many times and drive and have been driving home and thinking you know man i'm, I'm the one that has disabilities not 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 well, it's kids. not a good time to practice being blind though when you're behind the wheel well, that's true. Yeah, that's don't, true. <laughs> you know, don't do that. You get pulled over for that. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, but I, you know, I've really, I've, I've, I felt that. You know, you think about, you start thinking about, you know, I, I think, you know, there are, you know, most people. I mean, everybody. I almost, I don't say everybody, but I would say the majority of people. We all have disabilities. Sure. In in some way. We're gonna get and, one eventually. Yeah, and um, so, but you know, a lot of times in, in, in my life, I've, I've never really had to thought about, think about those kind of things. Cause I've just been able to do what I've ever wanted to do. And, 
And, uh, and since being here for 12 years, I, I look at life a lot differently than yeah. I did. And I think, and I think, you know, just as, like I said, working with the kids, I mean, just getting to know the kids and, and seeing what they overcome and seeing what they're able to do. And, and I think then also give them, and I think too, when we go, when we go and perform at other schools, that, that's right. one of my favorite things, you know, and the other kids at the other schools kind of are standoffish right. at first. And it's like, and then you kind of explain to the other kids in the other band, Hey, these kids are just like you are. Yeah. You know, they're high school kids. They're they're marching. You know, band kids are band kids, no matter what school you walk into. I used to tell Carol Agler that all the time. There's nothing that's going on in this in this music room that's not going on in every other music room in the state of Ohio. Yep. That and, is true. And uh and uh but a lot of times because of because of the, the, the visual impairment that these students have, um other people are kind of standoffish and then once once they realize that hey, they're just like we are, then they you know we have we have a great relationship with I think right now with like the Columbus Academy uh, band, we go up there a lot. We're going up there again this year, and and uh, they host us and for a game. And uh, it's 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 interesting. Um, I I was there working there. They have a one day band camp because they don't march. And I was up there working with their band again. And a couple of the kids were going, "Is the blind band coming back this year?" And I yeah. said, "I think we are." So yeah, that's great. They're already and, looking and, forward to it. And still have that great relationship with OSU. Oh yeah. Well, the, and the neat thing this year, going to summer session this year, uh, to, to, is to go up there and. And uh, being able to watch Maddie, one of our former students out there, yeah, uh, doing the drills and and and, 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 and uh, she did a mock tryout this year and was going to try out next year. But just to okay. see her out there, you know, doing you know and and you know, again with that idea that you know we go up there and we watch every year, and now we're kind of watching one of our own. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. cool. That is great, and I'm glad you brought that up um, because. I, that was in the back of my mind to talk about her. Um, started here in our marching band and went to Dublin, and now she's going to try out for OSU next year. Yep. So pretty cool. That's pretty impactful. Yeah. Say. We've been on a lot of cool trips. Like went to Chicago, Washington. What was your all-time favorite trip that we've ever gone on? Oh boy, my favorite event we ever did was when we marched Script Ohio at Ohio Stadium with the Ohio State band. That's, mm. That was number one. And I never thought I'd fig- do anything that would top the Rose, the whole Rose Bowl experience, but that did. Um, but the Rose Bowl experience was just, was just an incredible week. And, and, um, and I was just telling some, I was just talking about this, about, about band trips with somebody and about activities you do. And we were so busy that week every every day you know having to get the instruments out to play or to you have to get the uniforms on and we're all performing here or performing there and you know then that then the day of the game the having to get up at you know the crack of dawn even before the crack of dawn three fifteen yeah, in the morning yeah and uh do the do the whole parade then we went to the game and then after that we went to that <laughs> renaissance dinner dinner thing which was unbelievably i don't, don't want to say cruel but it was like you got to be kidding me. We had people crying. I yeah. mean, they were just at their. Everybody just wanted to go home and go to bed. Yeah. But the but the next day, whenever all the other bands basically went home, we stayed that 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 day because our flight was going eight on the second. Yeah, yeah we stayed and and went to that MGM uh, studio place and and yeah. just had a a full day of fun. That was and that was just that was so much fun to for I think for the for everybody. And um, I thought you were going to say having the in and out burgers. Well, that was, that was good, too. Yeah. But then I but then I, but then I also think about the uh, the uh, our, our, our 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 soggy trip to Seattle 
with, oh. with, the, with the rain at the, and then the luggage getting all wet. I had nothing dry. <laughs> you didn't, I know. <laughs> yeah, we were rooming together. Yeah. I have nothing dry to wear. You kept, Never you kept, rains in Las Vegas. You kept you kept wringing your socks out in the middle of the room. I kept saying, Dan, go into the bathroom. Use a sink, didn't. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's something, you know, a lot of those little things lead to big things and make some huge memories. Yeah. You know, and, I, and, and, all, and all the trips have been great. You know, the Chicago trip uh, was, was really fun. The Washington trip, just because of, you know, and we, we go to do those musical. Uh, we, do, we go because we're, we're performing. But it's the things that we do outside the performance mm-hmm. that, that, that are so much fun. And hopefully that's going to be that way when we go, go to Florida. This, yeah. So uh, what's, what's up and coming? Well, we're, going, we're doing the Outback Bowl um, in, in uh, Tampa, Florida, which is a, um, one of the bowl games. Right. Um, and um, it's kind of interesting because I've, I've been there uh, with – I went there four times with the Bexley Band. Took my Bexley Band down there four times. It's a great trip. Um, you got Bush Gardens there. We'll, go, we'll get to go to Bush Gardens and yeah. have some fun. We'll, the parade, they have a, they have a New Year's Eve parade at um, Ebor City. Uh, which is a little section of Tampa where back in the day when all the when the well, so many Cubans came to to, to Florida mm-hmm. the, it was it was that was kind of where they all landed and I guess it was really good as far as if you wanted to get a good Cuban cigar that okay. was a place to go but the parade the parade at Ebor City we've marched I've marched in it four times and it's it's short it's 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 not even a mile long i bet okay. but it is just it's like mardi gras it's <laughs> jam-packed with people and of course it's new year's eve so some of them are having a it's lot of a fun and had maybe had extra had fun some, <laughs> had some spirits that they've been uh, sure. partaking in and um and it's sometimes it's it's it, it, the last time we marched there they finally put up barriers on the street so you, so they didn't come out in the streets one year it was really kind of hard even to get down the street because of the because of the people spilling out into the street but it's a fun parade and you know we all we've we've marched in parades and you know uh, mr kelly you know this too we've marched in parades where you know it's kind of dead and and right. the kids kind of feed off of that energy right. you know you feed off of as a musician when sure. you're performing you feed off of energy from the crowd and we've just marched in parades where there's just no energy whatsoever and um yeah like we did uh Pasadena, you know, we did the the Rose Parade, and then we followed that up with the Seattle Parade, and there was yeah. a substantial difference. Oh yeah, yeah. between those two. And uh, but Ebor City, there there will not be any uh, uh, buddy wondering if there's <laughs> going to be any energy there because it'll it'll be a blast, it's, and uh, it's it to me that's always like a highlight of that trip. So uh, that's going to be exciting, and uh, hopefully the fundraising is going well. And we have our Lions involved. Yeah, well, the Lions Club is just, you know. You know. There's a, there's also, you know, I talk about marching assistants. Boy, what, what you know, there's yeah. so many things that the band has been able to do. And, and in, the, in, that, in the background is always the Lions Club. I mean, they've been yeah. so great to us, uh, getting us to different places and helping out. That's yeah, gonna it's going to be a really, it's going to be a fun trip. And, and there's nothing better than to go to, go to Florida in, in, in the wintertime. Right. Uh, most most of the years that we went, uh, with the, when I went with the Bexley Band, it was always, you know, we would leave Columbus and it's well, the one year it was the the really bad ice storm they had that one year, right. uh, two thousand and five, and then and then or it's it's just snowing like crazy, and you know we get down, we went down there one year and it was, 
it was, you know, kind of overcast and like in the 60s. And most of the people in Tampa are kind of walking around with heavy coats on and they're just like freezing. And we, we pull up to the, the to, to the beach at the, at the golf there. And, and uh, you know, our kids are running off the bus and, you know, taking clothes off, and, you know, getting getting into their swimsuits and running into the water. And the Tampa people are looking at us like, well, these kids are crazy. What are, are they, they from, doing? Are they from Canada? You know, and I just and I told them, I said, when we left, there was like six inches of snow on the ground. You know, so this is. This is wonderful. So it's a great experience. The, the march, the game. You get to you get to uh, you get to march at Raymond James Memorial Stadium, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play, yeah. and it's where it's where they've had numerous Super Bowls at that place. There's a big, big pirate ship uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the one end zone that hopefully we'll be able to to get up uh, get up and look at it close and personal. Right. And um, but but there's a masked halftime show. Uh, there'll be like 20 plus high school bands and we'll all, we'll all, we're, we'll all play it together at the same time. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's, and it's, it's, it, to me, that's a great experience. You get to, you get to actually play at the, at the, it's a national event. You get to play at that and it's a packed stadium yeah. and, um, huge wall of sound with all yeah. those musicians and, out um, there. and, and there is a marching band, uh, competition kind of like the band fest at um, Pasadena. Pasadena that we're going to participate in also. Uh, so we'll be able to do a little bit of our halftime show and, and, and do our script Braille Ohio, and um, which I think is real important because I think the other bands need to kind of see what we're all about. Absolutely. And uh, so that's, that's, that's going to be fun. And, and they do, they, they, will, they, will, they will name an outstanding band uh, out of that band fest or band competition, and that band gets to perform their, their uh, halftime show at uh, the pregame before the game. All right. That that morning. So that that is something to shoot for. Yeah. Well, you know, it's you OSSB know SSB band members. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Great. We'll try. What yeah. future hopes do you have for the band? Well, I I just I just keep thinking just keeping kids involved and and letting them know there's this this opportunity. You know, there's just so many so many times I, I think at times and I I know Mr. Kelly used to talk about this a lot of times where some people say, Oh, we can't do this and he goes, Oh, that's right, you can't do this here. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and you can't, yeah, you can't do this because of whatever. Yeah. yeah, and but but there's that there's that idea that you guys can do anything. So you know, just that idea to just get out there, and I and I love that 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 kind of like our one of our mottos is you know we're out there to sh- to sh- to show one's uh, abilities, not one's disabilities, and right. I think that's that's important. And um, <laughs> and I think and I think just that idea of just just uh, just being in a group and, and making music. Um, is 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 you know we've got so many outstanding individuals in the band music musically and uh but but there's that that sense of being in a group that's also so important i'm not sure you know miss johnson i'm sure has lots of ideas of trips and all that and i'm just kind of like it's kind of fun i mean i'm I'm just some old guy that's just kind of having just gets to go along, gets to go on these all these fun trips and stuff. So I'm a, now we like to pick on you, get reaction out of you. You know, you never pick on me. What are you talking we about? Do. <laughs> you got the Shorty Award. Yeah, I know, I know. And but I'm it was always, you know, he, he he's got a presence out there. Like I used to love standing on the ladder and conducting from the mm-hmm. ladder because you get a, a a unique perspective of the band and you can hear everything up there. But I could always hear Jeff up there. <laughs> talking to kids, you know, as we're playing, as we're practicing and things like that. And it just, you know, listening to you over the years that I did it um, really gave me a lot. And it really helped me a lot uh, in terms of 
of how I did things and wanted to do things. So I, I sure appreciate that. Well, per, per se, it's uh, Thursday night when we had the first uh, evening rehearsal of the year after band camp and you know, school started. And she didn't know I was standing there. So she, she was talking to her marching assistant. And she was like, she goes, oh, is that Jeff guy going to be here? That guy with that big echoey voice? He's always out here yelling and stuff. And, I'm, and I told her, so I'm not ye- I said, I'm not yelling at you. I said, I'm just, re- I'm just speaking loudly. It's, it's my command voice. Yep, yep. Good projecting. You know, people always said, did you use a megaphone? And I know a lot of band directors now, they, they go out on the field and they're hooked up with a microphone. They got a speaker on the sideline and. I was working the Bexley High School band camp this summer before before the OSSB one, and and there's a couple of times I was working on a drill or something, and the band director was like, "Oh, here you want the microphone?" I said, "I don't need the microphone. I, <laughs> come on, you know." <laughs> to see the program get started, how it's grown and gone through, you know, it's, you know, everything goes in cycles. You know, things go up and down throughout the years, and um, one of the things we used to say was, you know, if you if you don't think it's going to get any worse. Or what, you wait 24 hours and it's going to get better? Oh, no, yeah. yeah. No, if we, if we can just get through the next 24 hours, <laughs> tomorrow's going to be an easy day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate well, you coming Thanks for having me. And, thanks, and Jeffrey. Sharing all your knowledge and experience with us. And uh, I'm gonna, we're going to get this out this month. I'm going to make sure you get a copy of it. Okay, sounds good. Well, I actually I listened to him. Oh, did because you I, on the 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 highest the the yeah, we're on the website the yeah, SSB website. yeah uh, website there the the Facebook page they're always yeah. you know when that when the podcasts are ready yeah, I always listen to them. All right, cool. Well, thank you, sir. Okay, thank you. Thanks for tuning in for this month's OSSB podcast. Look forward to next month when we have someone who is blind but who is still in active duty in the military on. We will also get to talk to and meet new teachers and even some students. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, Matt. And as we always said at the end of the podcast last year, this podcast could not be, would not be what it is without you. Thanks, everyone.